Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Rebecca Matthias, Intuitive Business and Success Coach, and you are listening to the Legendary Leadership Radio Show, where women in business from all over the globe gather each week to come together and get accountability and guidance to get more done in a feminine way. You truly are the pioneers that are leading the way on a new path of getting it done like a woman, where there is success, accomplishment, increased self-confidence, and project completion. So get ready to say goodbye to looming open-ended projects that drain your energy and take a stand for stepping into your own definition of success and accomplishment. I am so excited to be here with you today. I started this weekly show to support you, motivate you, and educate you as to what actions and mindset you need in order to create the success you deserve so that you can live your best life, inspiring and empowering others. These shows are a way for me to give back, and they speak most near and dear to my passion of supporting and empowering women making a difference in the world through their business. You can connect with me at RebeccaMatthias.com, and you can join the Legendary Leadership Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash legendary leadership. And that is where all of the recordings will be found. There is a files tab, and each week the recording link to download the free recording is there for you. So welcome to the call today. I'm so excited to be here with you today. And it's been a fun day of back-to-back calls. I was on a radio show earlier this morning as the guest. So now I'm hosting, so this is so, so exciting. And today we are talking about need results now, how your energy impacts your end results. So big topic, guys, right? Who doesn't need results now? So whatever it is that you're looking to create now, it could be more money, it could be new clients, it could be a new car, whatever you want to create in your life, whether it's in your business or it's in your life or what it, whatever it is. So bring to mind what is it that's most pressing for you right now today? What is the one thing that's kind of been nagging at you that's been taking up some of your psychic real estate, which is what I like to say, what has been making you stressed What's or what's inspiring you? What's exciting to you? So we're going to kind of go through the array of things that we can feel when we're needing results now. There can kind of be this pressure that comes on. You know, perhaps someone lost their job and they're feeling like they need to either get a new job or start a business or whatever it is. So the first thing that I want to really bring your attention to here is the energy in which you allow your life to be conducted with. In other words, every day you have a choice as to how you have an attitude towards things. And I don't mean that in a negative way. You can have a positive attitude. You can have an excited attitude, an inspired attitude. Or you can have an urgent attitude. So your attitude really is your energy. So think about if there's an urgency around the results that you're needing to create right now. What I want to let you know is that urgency and that franticness 
will actually create more problems as you are on the journey to create the result that you're looking to create. And I really want to address this today because we have the ability to get the, to get the end result in a different way. And I want also to let you know that very personally, I have come from this energy of franticness and, oh, my gosh, I've got to make this money or I've got to make this happen or I have more bills than I have money coming in and I'm so stressed out and I don't know what to do. And for the past several years, I have been daily practicing different habits and activities that have really allowed me more and more, it's sort of like working a muscle. It's not like you're going to wake up tomorrow and this problem is going to be fixed. But because I have consistently worked on these things on a daily basis that I'll be sharing with you soon, is I have found that over time, more and more, I'm in an energy of peace. I'm in an energy of contentment. Do I still have a desire to create a result now? Absolutely. Do I have goals? Do I have dreams? Absolutely. I just go about achieving them in a totally different way now than I did, say, even less than a year ago. Even less than a year ago, there was a definitely a very prominent and perhaps not necessarily to me so much at the time, and thank goodness for the coaches that I've continue to work with because when you get coaching, a lot of times they're able to mirror to you things that you're not seeing, ways that you're holding yourself back and help you to be free from them because what is not brought to the light of consciousness cannot be transformed. So what happened, the difference between now and then is what I want to share with you. You know, back then, the frantic energy, the, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm so stressed out. I've got to make this result happen now. And I've commonly seen this happen with several people, several clients, in fact, who have been in perhaps corporate or they've been in a job, per se, and they're making the leap or they may have been forced to make the leap by being laid off or forced into early retirement, making the leap into starting their own business or they've been dabbling in their business and they're wanting it to really take off and grow and be successful. Those people that I've worked with that come from this frantic energy, because this is a really scary time, you know, especially if you're the breadwinner in the family. There there have been a few people that I've worked with where they've been the breadwinner in the family, and it's been very stressful to try and go, oh, my gosh, now what? I have maybe a little bit of this severance from being laid off, but then what? So what happens in those moments that really knocks you off your feet, I mean, literally and figuratively and energetically, it feels like you've been knocked off your feet, is you are not in the present moment and you immediately jump into what's going to happen a week from now, what's going to happen a month from now, what's going to happen even a day from now perhaps. Instead of staying in the present moment, because I have certainly seen people who have peacefully stayed in the present moment and even celebrated what could possibly be seen as an upset 
and actually celebrated it and gotten different results because they chose to celebrate and go with the flow. So when there's sort of this fighting to paddle up the river against the current, it makes everything a struggle and a lot of damage can occur, a lot of injury can occur. I know that it's a challenge for people when they are in that situation of, oh, my God, I just lost my job, or, oh, my God, my car just broke down and it's like $5,000 and I have no credit card space available to charge it on, nor do I have a savings account, and so on. I'm really into the model of prevention is key. I'm that way with my health as well as how I live my life. You know, I go to acupuncture, I get massages regularly, those sorts of things versus, oh, no, I have the flu, now I need an antibiotic. That is truly my approach to life, and I would encourage you to have that approach to your health, not just to your health, but also to how you live your life. So if we live from the model of prevention is key, there is less emergency repair to do, if, if you're with me on that. And there's more responding and less reacting. What will happen for you if you, and again, this is a choice. There's really kind of two ways to do this and probably a broad spectrum of both in between when you're making choices and how to deal with unexpected things that come up or you're dealing with wanting to create a certain result and you're now facing the 11th hour and nothing has happened and you end up sabotaging because during this 11th hour, when you've set this deadline to create a specific result, you're now going into the energy of, well, it hasn't happened yet, and you actually block it from happening at all. And by that, I mean, if you're trying to, let's say you set a goal this week to get a brand new client. and First of all, I would highly recommend that you write down your goals weekly on a piece of paper or an index card because the power of writing something down really magnetizes the law of attraction and it really magnifies the results that you're going to get. So if you write down on a piece of paper, my goal for this week is to serve and help one new client, then you have that with you, you're reading it daily, you know, put it in a place where you're going to see it often, perhaps it's in your office, perhaps it's in your kitchen, perhaps it's in your pocketbook, who knows. But the thing is, is that you're looking at it daily, but you're detached from the outcome. And so let's say you say that you're going to get this client by Friday, um, and we'll just use this week as an example, and we'll say, so by Friday, May 3rd at 12 Eastern, you're going to, 12 noon Eastern, you're going to have a brand new client. And you're doing inspired activities that would allow this client to come to you because it's not just you're going to write a goal down and you're going to wait for it to happen. You know, you have to really engage life by taking inspired action. So let's say you're inspired to go to a networking event or let's say you're inspired to have a teleclass or you're inspired to reach out on Facebook or Twitter or go to an in-person event and offer this one spot to work with a new client. That's you taking your inspired action. Now where a lot of people fall into the sabotage is 
as I'm mentioning, the 11th hour. And one of my favorite books is called The Game of Life and How to Play It by a woman named Florence Scovel Chin. And she goes into some depth in this book about the 11th hour, and I love what she has to say. She talks about when you're getting close to the desired outcome and the desired result that you have, very often there will be clues of failure or clues of, you can look at it either way. She talks about them as clues, meaning clues that are leading you to the end result, but you can perceive them as clues of failure. So, for example, in this book she says that if there is a person from years and years ago and they're sailing in the water and they're looking for signs of land, and the signs of land is a metaphor for your end result, and they're all, you know, they're, they're going in their boat and they see a twig or something like that. They don't go, oh my gosh, there's nothing on its way. I don't see any signs of land. They take that twig as a sign of land. They take it as a clue that their desired outcome is very, very near. And a lot of times what might happen for someone is say this Thursday night, they're like, okay, I'm, I haven't, I've been doing all this work and I did this teleclass and I went to this networking event and I'm reaching out to, to serve more people and book this client that I've set my goal and set my site on and it's not happening and maybe you had a getting to know you kind of session to book this new client and they decided that they didn't want to become your client or what have you or perhaps a meeting that you had with someone that you really thought was going to be the person and they at the last minute said, you know what, I thought this was going to work, but it's not going to work, then you very often will go into, this is very common, okay, it's not happening, la-da-da-da-da, and now it's Thursday night and you still have this window of time that you've set for your end result to come be completed. And... Now you're sort of jumping over into the river of this isn't working, this isn't working, this isn't working, and now that becomes your mantra versus I trust that my goal will be met, I replace doubt with faith, and continue to stay in that energy and keeping your vibration high and anticipating with excitement this new client sort of with an energy of, I wonder who it will be versus trying to figure out who it's going to be, which is what I call messing with the supposed house. That's what Mike Dooley talks about in his Leveraging the Universe book. So not messing with the supposed house. And when you keep your faith in that 11th hour, miracles will occur. I promise you. I absolutely promise you. And it can be really challenging in the beginning, and it may feel like you're faking it when you're saying, I replace doubt with faith versus this isn't happening, I feel disappointed, or it's not happening in the way I thought it was going to. And so shifting your energy into how that end result is going to happen and opening yourself up to all possibilities while taking inspired action is truly the fastest way to create your desired end result. So that's the 11th hour aspect of creating your desired result. The other part of this that I just want to go back to is 
when you first set a goal or when you first have this, I need to create this result, whether it's from this conscious desire place that's more peaceful, that that can be one aspect of things. Or like we said in the beginning, there could be this person who's like, oh, my gosh, I just lost my job. Now what do I do? I don't know what to do. And you can see the difference in the energy. So there's this frantic grasping, oh, my goodness, energy versus this peaceful, conscious creation energy. Now, that's not to say that the person who just lost their job can't shift from the frantic, oh, my goodness, energy into the peaceful, trusting energy that truly allows for miracles to unfold But that's also to say that the person who starts out from the peaceful desire of creation and goal setting can also move into that frantic energy. So regardless of where you start, doesn't matter. It's the continuous consistent action that matters. So if the continuous consistent action is, oh my gosh, I need to create this result, and it stays in that frantic energy, you're not probably going to create the result that you want. And if you do create the result that you want, it will likely come with a lot of trouble and drama and chaos. So the goal is, regardless of how you're starting with this result that you want to create in your life, whether it's more money or it's more clients, the, what, the produce, what it produces and the fruit that the outcome and the fruitfulness of everything is looking at the frantic energy versus the trust and peace energy. And so if you make your focus be how you're holding your energy, how are you being on a daily basis? Are you reacting or are you responding? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you meeting your needs? Are you listening to your inner voice? Are you sitting and getting still and being quiet in order to hear what the next inspired action is versus trying to be more productive, there's a difference between being busy and being distracted and being busy and being on purpose with intention. Very often, you can spend a lot less time doing something and doing the inspired action that you need to take in order to meet your end result when you're in a more focused and peaceful place and you're not multitasking. And I think this is a very big common problem for a lot of women is they think that multitasking is going to help them achieve more, and in reality, it slows them down. There have been statistics that have done and study, or studies that have done that have resulted in statistics that say when you have interruption, which, by the way, multitasking is interruption, like one task is infringing upon another task. When you have, inter, you know, uh, pardon me, when you have, I'm losing the word. This is so funny. When you have the interruption, it takes anywhere between 10 and 45 minutes for you to refocus your attention. What a great example of being distracted, right? Like I wasn't even multitasking, but I had this whole distraction thing happen. (laughs) So it takes between 10 and 45 minutes to get refocused. So obviously I'm refocusing on this training call really quickly because I wasn't multitasking. However, if you're in the midst of, say, creating a newsletter to communicate with your list or posting on Facebook or having a phone call with a client or a friend or whomever, and you're also simultaneously 
throwing a load of laundry in, and after you get that done, you're going to check Facebook real quick, and you're going to check your emails real quick. That is going to take you a lot longer than you think it would take if you just focused on one task at a time. So we're going to go into the seven daily habits of successful people, and I just want to encourage those of you on the call who are new, how we do the calls are that I open it up for you to ask questions the second part of the call. So if you're on the phone, I just want to alert you that you would be pressing star 2 to raise your hand when the time comes for that. And if you're on the webcast, to the left of the webcast, you can actually type your Q&A right in there, type your question right into the webcast and get your question answered that way. So I just wanted to let you know that real quick. So the seven daily habits of an empowered leader or of successful people is this. And I just want to, before we get into the seven daily habits, let you know that you're not going to wake up tomorrow doing these perfectly or doing all of these or even enjoying them. When I first started implementing these habits, there was a lot of resistance for me about even doing the habits at all. And I just was like, I do not want to sit down and do this. And I had accountability partners and I would dive in with my coaches as to what was happening, like why was this resistance here? I also would encourage you that if the resistance shows up for you in any of these seven areas, that you do it anyway. Change does not occur when we give in to the resistance. It's truly self-discipline that yields the results that we're looking for. So, and there's a balance with that. It's not a rigidity, you know, especially for women. We don't deal well with rigid containers. We don't deal well with, I have to do this at this time. So allowing yourself some space and some freedom, but also making a negotiation or making, you know, a, a compromise, so to speak. So the first habit is meditating. And I wanted to find meditation a little bit because for me, I really struggled with meditation over the years, and sometimes I still struggle with it. Meditation is different for different people. I am not much of a sit-still kind of person. I never have been. I've always been on the go, even since I was first crawling and walking. So I think it's important for you to honor that about yourself. So for me, over the years, I've done some sort of meditation discovery, if you will. What is meditation for me? Because I really only heard about meditation as being, okay, you're supposed to sit still, be quiet, close your eyes. Maybe if you're lucky and you're flexible enough that you should sit in the lotus position for yoga, and that was just not me. So meditation can be walking in nature. I believe that doing creative activities can be very meditative. I have done sewing over the years. I've done painting over the years. I've actually... Um, done a really cool project that I had a lot of fun with, which was taking various seashells. I love, love, love the beach, and I love seashells and their intricacies and their amazingness. And I've taken, I took a bunch of seashells and glued them like puzzle pieces onto a huge glass vase that I turned into a candle holder. And it's really cool because it lights up like through all of the seashells and everything. That was a very meditative process for me. And I've also sat and played with seashells and just looked at them and sort of contemplated how they get bigger and how their, you know, fractals in them are and that sort of thing. I've gone for walks in nature. I've sat outside in the grass 
and walked around on the grass because that can normalize your hormones, balancing all of your hormones and stuff like that. So I just want to invite you, if you don't have a regular meditation practice, figure out what it is for you. Recently, something that I've tried is sitting in the morning and putting one song on and listening to it and just being 100% present for it. So that can also be meditation. It makes the sitting still in the quiet easier once you have these other door. I call them doorways to meditation. So figure out what the doorway for meditation for you is. And like I said, be compromising. So granted, there was this resistance in the beginning to sitting still, but could I not commit to one minute per day? I mean, really, one minute per day to sit in quiet, that's that's where that self-discipline with the gentle compassion would come into play. The second thing is journaling. And again, I had a lot of resistance with this, too. This is the area where I actually had accountability partners and would kind of dive in with coaches, like, what's this resistance about? And so now my practice of journaling has really evolved to be writing on three pages. And I have to tell you, this is not every day. There are some days where I go to write in the journal and it's like I don't feel like journaling today or I don't really feel like I have anything to journal about and I'll just write that on the page and allow that to be okay. But I am journaling pretty regularly multiple times per week. In the beginning, it was literally maybe one sentence, whereas now I can fill three pages. And the process that I have for that that I want to share with you, which I think is a really beautiful process, is the first page is, I release and let go of. The second page is I am filled with gratitude for. And the third page is I desire and call forth now. So maybe you do that, but perhaps you do that in a way that is maybe one sentence or maybe, you know, at the very least I encourage people to really do the gratitude part of this because it's so incredibly powerful and gratitude can truly shift your energy in an instant so if you're having this frantic energy of getting results go to the gratitude journaling exercise and i guarantee you it will shift your energy and don't just think gratitude feel the gratitude so the way that you can do that if you're in an energy that's not serving you and you're just kind of in this frantic energy and you're like, okay, I'm going to journal about five things I'm grateful for right now, but it didn't really shift your energy. The way to get to the place where your energy is shifted is to continue to journal what you're grateful for until you're emotionally evoked. The third thing is to be reading wealth consciousness material every single day. And there's great classics. The current book that I'm reading and have been reading and rereading is Leveraging the Universe, Seven Steps to Engaging Life's Magic. As I mentioned earlier in this call, The Game of Life and How to Play It. You know, Google and and see what really pops for you or what falls into your lap or reach out to your tribe and ask them what books they might recommend. Uh, Another book that I love is called The Science of Getting Rich. And so those are just some examples right there. And the fourth step is to visualize. So in this book, Leveraging the Universe, Mike Dooley talks about spending no more really than five to ten minutes per day visualizing what you want to create. So whatever the result is, first of all, I would highly recommend that you add peace (laughs) 
peace and ease into the visualization process, meaning when you're visualizing creating the results that you want to create, whether it's more clients or more money or whatever it is, envision it with peace and grace. So one of the Florence Govelshin in the Game of Life and How to Play calls these treatments, which I would call modern-day mantras. And so one of hers is, God is my unfailing supply, and large sums of money come to me quickly under grace in perfect ways. So I like how she adds under grace in perfect ways, and I would encourage you to add that to your visioning process. The visioning process is essentially just you getting quiet and still and focusing on the end result that you want to create. And each day that you do this, you want to add in more detail, and you want to also be seeing yourself in that process. So, for example, let's say you want to buy a new car. You would imagine yourself in that car, and you would maybe one day you're not sure of the color. Maybe the next day you know that the color is black or silver or gold, whatever that is. I would encourage once you add a detail in to not be changing that detail up. You want to stick with it. In other words, you don't want to make the car gold one day and black the next day and purple the next day. So, and really add more detail. If you have kids, imagine your kids sitting in the back or sitting in the front or what have you. Perhaps you imagine yourself packing the car up to drive on a vacation that you have planned this summer. So adding more detail each day with animation is going to accelerate the end result process. The fifth step is for you to believe. And again, this may feel a wee bit generic in the beginning or it may feel largely generic in the beginning where you're perhaps using that mantra that I use, which is I replace doubt with faith. And really believing the only difference between you and someone else who has something in their life that you don't have is that their level of belief and trust is greater than yours. And they're also following the laws of the universe. The sixth step is to have a mantra. So you can certainly adopt some of the mantras that I've shared on this call, or you can come up with your own. You want to make sure your mantra is believable to you, so you can't just adopt a mantra that I have and hope that it works. You really want to personalize it and individualize it so that it works for you. And you could also pick a mantra that's a bit of a stretch for you. In the beginning of my journey, this mantra that I use very often from the game of life and how to play it, where God is my unfailing supply and large sums of money come to me quickly under grace in perfect ways, was not necessarily believable. I had a false belief about money that there's only, there's, okay, let me just say this. To a certain degree, there's some conditioning that I have, and there's a belief that there's only so much money. Or when I would bring money in in the past, it would be like there. I would hear a voice that would say, that's it, there's no more money. And this is something that I grew up with, and I've also been able to transform it, and I don't necessarily – it's not such a stronghold on me anymore. There may be some residue from it that I'm still working with. But nonetheless, this whole – God is my unfailing supply concept was not necessarily believable to me in the beginning. Now do I believe and embody it? Yes. And there's a difference between believing it and embodying it too. So you want to believe it and then continue to believe it until it becomes an embodiment for you. So put this mantra on your index card 
And then you want to read and repeat this mantra or perhaps even write this mantra several times a day. And, you know, you, you can't do it enough. You know, you have 60,000 thoughts going in your head every single day. So reading your mantra, repeating your mantra just 50 times to, or 100 times per day is, is, you know, it's not like it's too much, for example. So I just really want to encourage you to incorporate these seven habits. So how to clean out and, you know, the five steps to up-level and attract more business in your life is you want to clean out clutter. And I mean this in every area of your life. And it's, it's sort of funny. Like some people will not be pregnant and kind of be going through this nesting phase. I've been kind of feeling like I've been going through this over the past several months where I'm just in like massive overhaul, cleaning out, taking stuff to the goodwill, looking through my clothes and seeing what's really no longer a vibrational match for me and clearing out and making space for the new. This is an area that you want to do this. So you have house clutter. You want to do this in every single area of your life. And there's all kinds of different clutter that you can clear out. You can clear out activity clutter. Look at your calendar. Are you saying yes to things that you don't want to say yes to? Do you have people in your life that are no longer aligned with who you've become? Or are they draining you and bringing you down? There's, you know, physical clutter, obviously, in your home, in your closet, in your kitchen, in your, in your office, for sure, that is energetically affecting the kind of results that you're going to get. You could have clutter in the way that you're treating yourself and honoring your body and taking in food that is whole, organic, and makes you feel great about what you're eating, you know, perhaps you need to go on a, a detox or do some juicing or go on a vegan cleanse or something along those lines. So those are just some areas. There's also information clutter. A lot of times people will hoard how many seminars they're going to or they will be listening to so many talking books at once. They will be listening to, you know, 10 different talking books or reading 10 different books at once or perhaps they're investing in different personal development products or training seminars and what have you and never really doing anything with them, those can always be indications of clutter. I would encourage all of you to look at whether your your local library accepts donations because I take a lot of my books there. I mean, I have books that are reference books for me, books that I highlight, books that I reread and, and that sort of thing. Other than that, I pretty much don't have any other books at all in my home because I've donated them all to the library. And the beautiful thing about this is that you know if you want to read the book again, you can borrow it from the library. They're going to have it because you donated it to them. And it can also enrich someone else's life. The other thing is you need to look at who you're surrounding yourself with. So the next step to up-level and attract more business is who are you surrounding yourself with? Really give yourself a big hug today for being on this call because this group and this call is something that will continue to up-level you on a weekly basis. I guarantee it. You're surrounding yourself with people who are on this call, myself included, who are leaders, people who are striving to learn, people who are seekers, people who want to become more, people who want to make an impact in the world and make a difference and be an inspiration to others. So this call is a great example of showing up to this radio show weekly and getting the new information that's being shared each week and up-leveling yourself and surrounding yourself. So 
sometimes in the beginning you might look around and think, none of my friends are really aligned with who I want to become and the success that I want to have because there's a saying that you will become like the five people you hang around most. That can be a place where it's necessary for you to hire a coach that's at a higher level than you, that you're going to be engaging in their energy that's going to uplift you and up-level you. And you may set an intention to get the results of having higher vibration friends that are inspirational, that are uplifting you, that are supporting you, that are excited for your successes. But in the meantime, put yourself on radio shows like this and hire the coaches that you need to. In the beginning when I was making all of these changes in my life and in my business, I didn't have people around me that I could call. I didn't have people. I would cry. I was so lonely and so isolated feeling, and I would literally cry because I felt like I had no one to support me that saw the vision, that could uplift me, that could inspire me. I really didn't have people around me that were more successful than me. And I enrolled in a group coaching program, and there were then all of a sudden 10 people around me who were striving to be leaders, who were striving for more. And also, I had my coach that was really helping to bring me up and, and, and inspire me to be more and, and move through the fears that I had about becoming visible and, and living my passion and my purpose. The other thing you want to think about is what do you wear? What, what is your in your wardrobe? As I said, I've been going through my wardrobe lately. What's in your wardrobe? What events do you go to? What do you watch on TV? What do you listen to? What types of radio shows are you on or what types of teleclasses are you on? I actually have a fabulous teleclass to give you extra support this week and next week. This Tuesday at 2 o'clock, or pardon me, at 1 o'clock, I'm doing a class called 8 uh, your fastest path to cash, eight steps to get it done. And you can register for that for free. It's a two-part training call this Thursday and next. And you would go to RebeccaMatthias.com forward slash mastery and just sign up for that. I did get an email that someone was having trouble. I'm not anticipating that you will have trouble, but if you do for some reason, please always just feel free to email support at RebeccaMatthias.com for anything and we will always help get whatever technical problems straightened out if there are any. So, you know, that's another place for you to be surrounded by successful people and so on. The questions that you want to ask yourself is, what are your goals? If you're looking to call in more money and you're looking to call in more success to create more freedom and have more time for traveling and more time for your family or more time for fun social activities, who do you need to become in order to attract that into your life. If you want to make more money and you're going around wearing sweatpants every day, that's probably not going to get you to where you want to go. Not that wearing yoga clothes and working out of your house isn't sometimes a benefit, because I do that too, but it's not something that I'm doing every single day. You know, just getting dressed up for yourself. Like, I'm not even going anywhere today, but I did my hair, my makeup's done, I'm wearing high heels, I've got a beautiful outfit on. And it was just kind of the vibration that I wanted to create today with being on the radio show this morning and doing this radio show today and having the kinds of client calls that I'm having today. So I did that for me. You know, it's not like I'm getting my makeup and hair done for going out into the world necessarily today. It's nice to sometimes just do stuff for yourself and see how it makes you feel and if it makes you feel different. So what thoughts do you need to think 
in order to become the person that you want to become? What words do you need to be using in order to become the person you want to become? What do you need to be listening to? What events do you need to be going? The fourth step is investing in yourself. And we briefly touched on that, so I'm not going to go too much into that because I want to open it up to Q&A here in a minute. And again, if you're on the webcast, you can type your question directly in there and feel free for those of you on the line to press star two to raise your hand and I can get you in line in the queue for question and answer. So investing in yourself. My path, I feel, has been so incredibly accelerated because I began investing in coaching for myself personally, uh, probably, I guess it was a little over three years ago now, and I haven't stopped. In fact, I've made it a non-negotiable in my life. For me, not having coaching is not negotiable. I absolutely am committed to working with a high-level coach and not taking a break from that because I believe that it's really critical and important to pull me forward and to continue my journey of showing up in a bigger way and showing up and impacting more people and inspiring people to be more of who they can be and also really enjoying my life at a greater and greater level each and every day. The fifth step of up-leveling and attracting more business is to get your money in order. Really, so many people that come to me, you know, and, and, and there are a lot of coaches out there, I believe, too, where this isn't even a question that they ask their clients, which I believe is really a travesty. One of the things that I go through with my clients that I believe is so critically important is, first of all, if your money is not in order, how do you expect to make more money? Money wants to come to those who are taking care of it. So if you're not taking care of your money and you're feeling like, gosh, I'm really blocked, why am I not making more money, or how come I can't get more clients, perhaps it's because you're not taking care of your money. One place to start, this is really funny because my beautiful gold Kate Spade wallet is sitting here on my desk, um, one place to start is to look in your wallet. Is your wallet messy? Is there crap in there that needs to be thrown out? Is your wallet itself like really dingy looking? Do you need to buy a new wallet? I can't begin to tell you. This is kind of a funny funny thing that we've had happen with a couple of the group programs that I've run. I have had clients literally, I remember last year one of the girls actually went from a retreat that we had and stopped at a store on the way home to buy a new wallet and a new pocketbook and got a brand new client the next day. It was hilarious. So we were kind of laughing in the in the leadership group that we were doing that, uh, you know, the, there's several people who went out and bought new wallets and literally got new clients as a result. So look at the wallet that you're housing your money and your bank cards in. Is it beautiful? Is it crisp? Is it new? Or is it dingy old? And does it have lots of papers falling out of it? I know I'm calling some of you guys out here. Um, the other places that people come to me, this is the question that I ask my clients, is do you have a separate business checking account? And I really am astonished at the amount of times that people say no. That, to me, is money clutter. If you're running a professional business, you need to have a separate business checking account where all of your income goes into that checking account and all of your expenses come out of that checking account so that you can easily track things and you're not creating chaos for when it comes time to file your taxes. So... 
you know, and then begin paying yourself. That would literally be the next step. Begin paying yourself and begin a savings account if this is not something that you've done already. So I am going to open up the line for questions. And so if you have a question on the phone line, just raise your hand by pressing star 2. And I will go over to the Q&A on the webcast and see who has questions on the webcast. But for those of you on the webcast, just type your question directly into the little box there, right on the screen. And for those of you on the call, again, press star 2. And another way to get results is truly by being visible on these calls. And as terrifying as that might be to speak up and ask a question, or even to just make a comment, that is a way that you can really have a breakthrough. I remember years ago I was on a call similar to this, and it terrified me to speak up. My voice was shaking so bad, but I had a massive breakthrough from just speaking up on that phone call. So you can ask me anything. The question can be related to today's material. It can be you want to get a specific coaching on something that you're working on in your life or your business. Whatever it is, is perfectly uh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm open to all questions, and I absolutely love, love, love this Q&A on the spot stuff. Like, it's super, super fun to me. So I'm not seeing any Q&A come in on the webcast here. So if anyone is on the phone, and I see a lot of people on the phone today and a lot of people on the webcast today. So guys, really feel free to pipe up and um, and ask your question because it's really going to help you to get through um, the next to the next level of being visible and 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 attracting what it is you want to attract into your life. Let me just check the Q&A again. And again, press star 2 to raise your hand. If everyone's going to be shy today, I'll just keep going. And ah, we have we have one caller who has been brave enough to raise their hand. So from, a caller from Baltimore, Maryland, with phone number ending in 5300, you are on the air. What's your name? Oh, I gotta unmute you. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. You're probably like, "Hey, I can't hear." Welcome. How are you? Hi, Rebecca. It's Liz. Liz Draymond. Hey, I'm great. How are you? Yeah. I'm great. Good I'm great. to talk to you again. I know. I wanted to just stop by. I've been listening. I've had you on mute. I'm in the car, driving back to Boca, and awesome. I just wanted to stop by and thank you again for an amazing show. Um, I can't wait to listen to the replay. There was just so much more sharing and more richness on a different level. And so everyone that's listening now, I invite you to go over to the Voices of Love radio show and listen to Rebecca today. It was just really fabulous. And thank you, I mean, for you know bringing this work today because a lot of what you're saying, you know, we may have heard before. Um, and it, it's interesting because... Sometimes we hear things over and over, and then one day something jumps out, and mm-hmm. it triggers It triggers like an aha moment, and there's a crack in consciousness that says, okay, I'm ready to receive that. So I'm just going to be mm. really transparent and say what you hit me with today is the whole honoring your money. Mm. And now my wallet is great and it's in order, but there are definitely some other things 
in my own life that I've been thinking about. And so you just confirmed that for me today to say, okay, now it's time to take action. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. That is so cool. And just for those of you who are on the call or listening in the recording, I will post the blog talk radio show that I was on earlier. I will post the link in the Legendary Leadership Radio Show group page so that you guys can access that recording. It was a really powerful call, and Liz was one of the people interviewing me. So really, I love that this – you're so right, Liz. You know, this is the thing, and and I think this is the critical piece of just continuing to be exposed to these kinds of calls and radio shows and whatever material. And like I mentioned earlier, reading the same book over and over again, you really can read the same material or – for those of you who are live on the call, even going back and listening to the re- recording from today's Legendary Leadership Radio Show, you'll go back each time and you'll hear something different. And the reason for that is because you're different. And so hearing this information, I love that you're saying this because it's so true. There are so many times where I'll, I'll listen to training calls or, or coaching calls that I've done with my coaches, and I'll go back and I'll listen to them and be like, I do not remember hearing that the first time. <laughs> Right, exactly. It's so true. And just know that everything that you're receiving in this moment is preparing you for the future. So what you're you're hearing right now is preparing you to receive something in a new way in a moment from now after this call tomorrow. So when you come back, you'll be definitely prepared. Your heart will be more open. And um, because everything that you're hearing today has an opportunity to process and integrate. So I love repetition. I totally am all about that. Just that consistent action that you were talking about is so, Mm -hmm. so important to creating that energy field that you need for manifestation. So I just love everything that you bring in today. You're darling. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to go back on mute and focus on driving. And I'll be back and I'll be up in Baltimore later in the month. So I'm looking forward to seeing you in person. Yay, me too. All right, Liz, I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye. So anyone else who's either on the webcast or on the phone, please feel free to ask your question. We've got about 10 minutes left until we wrap up for today. To raise your hand, you would press star two, and I promise to unmute you. I'm like I just said to Liz at the beginning. Um, so I've got somebody here who wants to ask a question. Jane Morva, how are you? Good. How are you, Rebecca? Thanks for I'm good. Oh, calling in great. from New York, huh? Yeah, it's spring has sprung, and I think it's, um, it's affecting the internal process in a deeper way. So nice to get out there and feel it, right? So Absolutely. I loved your call last week, too, and you talked about the vision board, which I really, Mm -hmm. really dug. And this week, you're talking about journaling. And I know, for me, journaling has been an on and off process. Mm -hmm. And maybe, uh, I mean, so many things to talk about in this call, you know, know, stepping it up in many ways. But say on the journaling, I like these little fear, you know, these uh, themes, you know, what are your goals? What do you need to become? The gratitude, things like that. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Would you say? Can you give a tip on uh, a time period? I know goals are good. Like if you do it consistently for thirty or forty days. Um, okay, sure. 
yeah, maybe something like that. How to keep it keep the fire going on that? Absolutely, yeah. So great question. Um, so I particularly, you know, it's interesting because I've, I've interpreted your question now two ways because you clarified about the the duration, meaning a 30-day period or a 40-day period. I was also kind of thinking that maybe you were referring to on the daily basis or on the day you do sit down with a journal, do you have a time set for that as well? So I personally, just to answer the question of the time during the journaling aspect, I personally just go until I fill up the page, and sometimes I go a little longer and sometimes I go a little less. I would say filling the three pages is probably no more than a 15-minute process Mm. unless you're really trying to force something out, which certainly that can happen too. There's times where I'm like, okay, this is, you know, I've got three sentences here and and that's just going to be it and I'll start the next section. And so it doesn't always end up being on three pages necessarily. I think the key is really fluidity and flexibility And so then as far as the goal aspect would go, I would say, for me personally, I love the whole 40-day thing. I know that statistics say it takes 21 days to form a new habit. However, I've personally found that you need to go a little longer than that. Mm. I just, I love the 40-day thing. It's, you know, a lot of times I'll I'll do like a 40-day challenge, and you may have seen recently on Facebook I did a 40-day Make It Happen challenge, and I had inspirational posts every day that were, you know, hopefully inspiring people and that sort of thing. I think it just depends on you. Is there is there a particular thing you're looking, like is there a particular goal that you have or a specific end result that you're looking to create? Well, well yeah, maybe it's um, I have always a lot of ideas. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I would just get to the end of one goal, like one website, and I'm like, I've got to, I'm not totally done with maybe my blog development or newsletters or building a list, but now I want to do another website on photos and, um, Mm. yeah, I tend to, um, I guess it's multitask or jump because I get so excited. So, so it's work I have to, to do with my, you know, to do and work on with my process. Probably that's where you get a personal coach comes in. But I get excited sure. with a lot of creativity running. So, oh, my gosh. So. This is so common for women. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I, I think that what happens is you can actually build more momentum and have more successful results when you literally pick one thing and bring it to completion and then move on to the next thing. And there's sort of an energy about the completion aspect of things. And I've observed this about myself, even with just minor tasks. Like, for example, on a very small scale, like if I'm in the middle of making the bed in the morning and I and I go on to opening the curtains as opposed to putting the last two pillows on the bed, that's yeah. on the micro of this same thing, and I would maybe try to observe and see if that's present in your life because what's what's present in the micro is present in the macro. And Mm. so what what I have done is I will literally now say to myself, no, I'm not moving on to the next task until this is done so that I can cultivate the practice of completing things in the micro so that it shows up in the macro. 
Mm. And you can do it in the reverse as well. So in other words, let's say you're almost complete with this one website and you make a list of what you need to do to make it be a complete and total finality and have a celebration. Maybe you need a celebration ritual as well. Yeah, that's a good idea. That would mm-hmm. actually feel, that feels, coming back to the beginning of what you're talking about, peace and ease. And, mm-hmm. and it has, right, it comes back to, oh, great, I feel like I'm <laughs> thinking into this. Having a little celebration sounds good. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, you know, can kind of mark or dock the transition between one project being completed and the next one beginning. So I think that would be helpful for you and just really to, like, you're ending on the energy of celebration versus there could tend to be some energy that's like, I I don't let myself feel 100% great about what I just completed because I didn't complete it. And that energy can really, like, filter into the next project and cause a little bit of sabotage. Wow. That's that's fabulous. That's very deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. So we're pretty strategic when we sabotage ourselves. You know, the, the part of us that does that sabotaging is pretty darn sneaky. So yeah. I think that's one place that it could creep up for you, and that's a, a brilliant place where you, you know, get this kind of mentoring and this kind of coaching that can help yeah. you to not necessarily go, yes, that's what I do. Sometimes it is a full-on, yep, that's how I sabotage. I'm well aware of it. And other times yeah. it might be, let me just consider this and see if it's a possibility. And so each time it might be different. That's great. Oh, I appreciate the time and uh, good insight. So I'll um, uh, I'll be with that and, and uh, awesome. create a nice completion with this. Because I would definitely next project with a little bit, um, you know, more gratitude and the new new fire with it. Yeah, that's totally. good. I look awesome. at those that piece. Awesome. Um, Yay, and post in the group and let us know what your next project is and what you did to celebrate the last one. <laughs> okay, that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah that'll give you the accountability. I'll be excited to see what you're working on. Okay, and then I'll write about my celebration and, and uh, on the first project. Okay. And you will probably inspire a lot of people. Thank you. You're welcome. welcome. Thank you. We'll we'll talk again. Okay. Awesome, Jane. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you. All right, guys. So let me just check the webcast one last time here and see if anyone has any Q&As typed in. We're at the top of the hour here. And another awesome, awesome call with all of you. I'm just so grateful for our time together and appreciate all of you being here and being present on the call. The recording link will be up in the files tab in the Facebook group. So if you are not in the Facebook group and you are on this call, make sure to request to become a a member, a group member of the Legendary Leadership Radio Show where you you can find that at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash legendary leadership. And I look forward to connecting with all of you next Tuesday. Have a great rest of the week, everybody.